podcast of a Lincoln Geek is sponsored by Honey Badger Games, makers of edible gummy dice and meeples, and curators of a wide variety of specialist teas, based here in the UK. Head over to honeybadgergames.co.uk to take a look at their geeky treats. Hello and welcome to Podcast of a Lincoln Geek. I'm your host, the Podcaster General, the Dan Face. See, I made it a really nice and tight intro that time, guys. Didn't ramble. You've got Sussy Dan. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's the trouble having so many titles. It's getting hard to fit on a business card, I tell you that. <laughs> well, uh, I'm joined by my uh, friends and co-hosts. We have the George. Say hello, George. Hello, George. Exactly what I requested. Thank you very much. And we have Pete. Say hello, Pete. Hello, Pete. Oh, you guys. <laughs> so original. <laughs> we take instruction well. Yeah. Indeed you do. Well, uh, thank you for joining us today, and thank you everyone uh, for listening, tuning in to our little podcast about board games. Uh, today we've just picked a topic that I thought could be an interesting discussion. Uh, just see what you guys really think of the topic, really. Uh, we're going to talk about kind of apps that go alongside board games. Either we could talk about mandatory apps, so you need the app to play the game, or just kind of companion apps ones that just kind of add to the game help you keep track of scores that kind of thing or if you had any good app ideas or is there any risks in having games that are kind of reliant on having these digital apps to actually function (laughs) um so yeah i thought that would be an interesting uh conversation really i mean i can start with my experience if you'd like or did you want you guys want to go first happy for you to go first i was gonna say i've not really had I've played a couple of games with some companion apps, uh, uh, like escape room type games, where it's there's often like a puzzle or a challenge, and the app is there so to replace what would traditionally have been a like a rule book or something, where it's like look up sure. X number. Instead, you punch the code or whatever into an app instead. So, just... so it's like a digital t- grimoire almost. That that's, that's cool. Well, just uh, to clarify, by companion app, do you mean is it necessary for the game, or is it like a, an extra, like an optional, like a resource? I'll be honest, it wasn't my game, so I don't know if there was a manual version of them in the background, but theoretically they could have been replaced with a manual version. I see. Well, um, I mean, if you'd like, just to to start a kind of a counter, well, counterpoint, or the start a talking point, uh, the one uh, I, board game I've got that probably it, it needs an app to actually play, and it, I thought it was quite a good app, to be fair, but there's, there's no like alternative. If you don't have this app, you can't play the game. Uh, was XCOM the board game? Uh, now, I, I love XCOM. I don't, did I ever make you play it, Pete? Do you have any memories no, of this game? No, I don't think I've played that one with you. It was an interesting game. I mean, I won't go into all the rules and everything. Uh, but XCOM, based on the video game, uh, has you as um, humanity's last line of defense against, uh, against vastly powerful aliens, which are attacking all over the world. And they, uh, you have to try, you've got limited funding, and uh, the more countries that fall to the aliens or give up on you if you're not protecting them enough, um, the less funding you get. Uh, so you have to try and protect them and increase your own tech and eventually kind of catch up with the aliens and eventually push them back. That's the, that's the aim of the game. Uh, the board game um, is pretty interesting because you, uh, it's a co-op game. There's four positions on the, uh, the four kind of player positions on the board game. Um, you've got like someone in charge of the air force. It makes all like uh, like all the decisions about where to send all your armed forces and that kind of thing. You've got the squad leaders, which actually kind of lead the troops on their missions. Uh, you've got the science department, which kind of researches the new tech, um, and you've got the uh, guy called I think it's called Central, who is basically the person in charge of the app. 
and they are the one that tell you where all this uh, a- where all the aliens are attacking from. So uh, Central's in charge of the app. You kind of uh, you have like a, a real time. It's a real time game, which makes it very tricky. Right? You have to operate well under pressure here. You have like a counter appear on the app, if I remember rightly, and everyone has to make their decisions. They all roll their own dice simultaneously. Uh, so the science guy's like rolling, blah blah blah, saying I'm going to improve this tech. Let's see if I succeed. The squad leader sends in their troops on a mission and see if they succeed. Uh, the air commander has their own little air battles, that sort of thing. Uh, and the central, uh, the guy with the app, or girl, <laughs> we can be equal here, um, has to tell the other teams how much time they've got, where the aliens are coming from. Um, and you kind of, if you win a particular battle, you have to like, you can pass or fail on the um, on the app. And that can affect what direction it takes you in. Down, I wouldn't say plot, but um, kind of the difficulty of the app can go up or down, depending on how well you're doing and how many attacks you have. Okay. And I just thought it was a really cool idea. Um, and it, it's got like the soundtrack of the game playing in as well at the same time. And uh, one thing I particularly liked about the app uh, is it, it, it can also lie to you because <laughs> you've got like um, satellites monitoring the aliens around the planet and the aliens can destroy the satellites and if you start to lose the satellites the app gives you less reliable information you can think the the aliens are attacking from attacking africa for example so you tell the commander of the air force you need to send uh, planes down here because i'm picking up pings on africa but actually they were going to attack europe instead you get like misinformation if you start losing satellites, which I just thought was a really cool idea. That is a cool idea. Yeah. But I've been right in guessing the app is random, so you can play five games and every scenario is different. I thought it might be. Because that's what I like about that idea of an app is, well, as I literally just said, you know, you can play five games and the scenarios are different each time. You don't have to worry about um, drawing specific cards or opening specific pages in the rule book. Because, I mean, as much as I love Betrayal, don't get me wrong, um, I think it's kind of like an extension of that, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, I completely garbled my train of thought there. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a great idea from uh, as as an evolution of of what Betrayal offered. Um, but and I think you briefly mentioned earlier. I think the only real problem is what happens when the app goes down. So yes. You say there's nothing in the there's no rule book with this game, right? Yes, that's right. So for XCOM, I mean, this is its biggest weakness. I mean, it, its strength, like you said, is it does have the replayability. Like the aliens attack from different positions each time, um, so you can't just predict what's going to happen. Um, you need to send troops to different places. There are still cards in the game, so like I think you have like a mission deck, hmm. but and it'll like tell you when you've done enough to get to the final mission, which is when you then attack the enemy HQ, and it can oh, be cool. different each time. That kind of thing. You have to like pass several missions, mini missions, before you, the app tells you you've unlocked the full mission, the final one. Hmm. But your the con there you mentioned is my biggest concern with games that need apps, especially in XCOM. Uh, there isn't a rule book. There's no manual rule book. I think there is a setup page uh, telling you uh, like who sits where, what pieces go in what position. But for the actual how to play the game, it's all on the app. If I remember so, rightly, I, I, I imagine like having an app rule book would be great to clarify any sort of um, discrepancies in the rules. Like mm-hmm. for example. If, you know, you could like have, say, a small video that's like 30 seconds long that shows you, you know, oh, in a combat encounter, here is what you do. Rather than having text that can be misinterpreted, mm-hmm. you show a video. But um, as you said, I think the, the problem I have with apps in general is nine times out of ten, they do go down. Their they servers do, go actually. down. The company goes down. The company well, chooses 
not support them, mm. and then what? I, I mean, at, this, at least this one, I don't think, once you've got it, you don't need to be connected online. There isn't actually any videos okay. for this one. Um, like, I think there is a rule section on the app. It's been a while since I've loaded it up, so forgive me if I'm wrong. Uh, but you can, there's like a little question mark. It says like, operate, so stage two, the flight battles commence. You can pause the timer and there's like a little question mark or something. So you bring it up and it'll tell you how to do this section. Okay. Kind of thing. That's cool. uh, and I, I don't think you needed to be online to do it. It was all kind of built in mm. text. It didn't load up a PDF or anything. But I mean, there is still the concern. What happens when they, they stop supporting that in Play Store or whatever you get it from? Mm. Once, once again, once, if they lose the license, you've got, yes. um, you've just got a dead tree board game. I mean, if, imagine if you bought that, yeah, uh, like a, a second-hand copy of this game, and then you couldn't play it. You'd be gutted. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. maybe people have catered for this online and they've made a manual version of it, but I, I don't see how it would work from memory. And it is probably the biggest weakness with games that need apps to play. Yeah, so it's certainly one of those things where I would always be cautious of anything that needs an app, where yeah. as opposed to taking advantage of technology to to provide quality of life improvements sure so. yeah i mean some some apps are, are, are great for the replayability like pete mentioned earlier i think another great example is mansions of madness i don't know if you guys have played that no i haven't played that but it's um i've heard a lot about it i've heard it's kind of like betrayal in a way but the Ooh. scenarios are different each time and it's all done automatically for you pete. you don't need to go through textbooks <laughs> to read it Ooh. um Can yes I will have to check it out. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll be done. Never, I say, other ones that sc- scream to me good quality of life improvements, things like uh, the ones for like your social deduction party games, like One Night Ultimate sure. Werewolf and Secret. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll say Se- Secret Sith instead of the uh, other name. <laughs> I think so. I think I think we can say the title of the game. I'm yeah. sure it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to do it. Secret Hitler yeah. immediately yeah. cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Secret Hitler has a really funny uh, app uh, with Will Wheaton. It's really good. You kind of they tell like jokes when they're doing the rules explanation. It's really clear what everyone needs to do, and there's no there's no narrator like fumbling um, over the uh, rules explanation because it's all recorded. Uh, yeah, it's great. And the one that Ultimate Werewolf one is one of my faves. You've probably experienced that one the most, Pete, haven't you? Yes, yes, I absolutely love the one that Ultimate Werewolf app. Um, I think I remember an earlier version had a fantastically funky uh, background tune during the night phase, a a voice provider, voice provider, a narrator I should say, who sounded a lot like George Takei. I don't think it was him, but managed to just just um, emulate his voice perfectly. It did sound like him, didn't it? Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it's intentional or not, or not, but it definitely sounded a lot like him. But also, the Alien expansion brought up this really really cool feature where every single player uh, is given a number token. And I think random times during the app, during the night phase, it would say, oh, uh, player one, do you want to switch player four's role with uh, one in the center or something like that? And just basically, to my understanding, admittedly, I've not read the rules. So I don't know if it's possible to do that um, without the app, but hypothetically, it just adds an extra level of randomness, similar to the XCOM game that can just add just a little extra spice to um, to the chaos. And I do love good chaos. It's why I love eleven o'clock tower. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. The the app for One Night Werewolf was is pretty good uh, in terms of like, um, mm. especially with the alien one, like you mentioned. Yeah. Because uh, there is a lot of more random elements, I think, with the player numbers. Because beforehand, it would just, I think, it was just on the rolls. It would say troublemaker. Open yes. your eyes. 
and then they would give the troublemaker like five, ten seconds to do what mm. they had to do, and then it would go, troublemaker, close your eyes. And then it would go to the next role, uh, depending on what roles you'd selected, which is yes. really good. And I remember it used to say funny things occasionally, like, player four, stop picking your nose. Something like that, which was just really funny. Oh, I uh, I'm, I'm, sure it did, I'm sure it used to say random stuff like that. Um, but the the alien one is more random. I think there is... Um, mm. There's one role called the Oracle, if I remember rightly, and the Oracle goes first, uh, and it'll ask, Oracle, pick a number between three and nine or whatever, and the Oracle has to kind of type on the app, and then it'll pick a different path for it to go on. Oh, okay, I don't um, think I've seen that. Or it'll ask a true or false question to the Oracle, and if they get it wrong, then it'll punish the Oracle, it'll change the rules of the game, Uh, because the Oracle is a good team member. But I think if they get the question wrong, it'd be like, everyone, your new objective is kill the Oracle. (laughs) You only win if the Oracle dies. I've seen that before. I'm pretty sure I've seen that as well. So even the wolves and the humans are all looking for the Oracle because they only win if the Oracle died, Uh, which was was pretty funny. Uh, Yeah, the the werewolf is a great one. Um, I think also, and I'm going to shame you here, Dan, I remember, I don't think I was personally playing this game, but I remember hearing through one of our friends that apparently during a game of Werewolf, um, I think you, you said, oh, werewolves, stand up, or werewolves, open your eyes, and then everyone in the room noticed that suddenly Dan's voice was at a slightly higher um, <laughs> geographical, no wait, slightly higher on the X uh, axis than it was before, so everyone's like, hmm, I wonder what role Dan has. So obviously it helps prevent unintentional metagaming. Yeah, that yes, I know who you got that story <laughs> off, and I'm never going to live that down. <laughs> no, you're not. I, I was the narrator, but I was also playing. It's still so... better than your eleven Cylons mistake. <laughs> <laughs> that number goes up every time people talk about that story. Well, thirteen Cylons. <laughs> My goodness, they're replicating. They're like triples. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, unfortunately, that is the very good plus of uh, kind of companion apps. They do eliminate the the narrator problem that's also a player because i was narrating but i was also the wolf mm. so i was like okay werewolves stand up creaky chair <laughs> i need you to move tokens now werewolves <laughs> Strap, pull in the tokens and make everyone could tell it was me that was doing it uh, and then i sat down nonchalantly and everyone just kind of burst out laughing we well, you think you're a wolf dan oh <laughs> uh so yeah the companion apps are great for that um, and but at the end of the day, they're not mandatory for the game. You could mm. play it without them. It just, it just the games are a lot better with them. Um, another possible type of map is kind of like um, score keeping apps or like a little assistant apps or anything that just make doing the admin or number crunching easier. Has anyone oh, experienced yes. anything like those? Really, I haven't. No, but I, I can think of various games where it would be very useful. Yeah, I mean, my first one of those was Munchkin. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I had a companion app for Munchkin. Not that it's the most complicated game in the world, but occasionally, if you've got like six, seven items, and you've got your own uh, like species bonus, if you're an elf or a dwarf or something, um, you, you had like a little app where you could kind of um, put your current score on, just you know, and you can get up or down if you've been cursed or whatever. Uh, I remember that. That sounds quite helpful. Um, yeah. I've not. I know when we played Lords of Waterdeep, this is more of an AI, um, a, a digital recreation, but having it handle all of the scores and that sort of thing is really, really good, both for mm. collecting your in-game rewards, but also 
um, like the the end game scoring system. So again, not quite the same, but it's a similar avenue, and that just makes that just streamlines that game a lot. And so I imagine an app with a dead tree version would be extremely helpful in that situation. Same with Terraforming Mars as well. Mm. I think it taking out some of the number crunching reduces the risk of people accidentally. Uh, or deliberately, you never know with some players, um, upping their score because they maybe got maybe 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 got their calculations wrong. Like I know when we we played uh, Horrified a couple of weeks ago, and I, I managed to win despite not finishing my monster. Part of me is in my usual uh, anxious self, thinking, "Did I do the numbers wrong? Did I maybe give myself an extra twenty points when I shouldn't have? Is that why yeah. I won?" And in, th- in that situation, an app would help prevent that. Yeah, I mean. Um... At the end of it, you essentially just need a calculator, don't you, to keep yeah. track of yeah. your score. <laughs> uh, but no, I get that too. I do, I do end up counting a lot of my scores twice mm. in the physical games because I'm like, oh god, was that a five? did I count that as a five when it should have been a one? That yeah. kind of thing. Um, uh, but no, I, I, get, I get the paranoia with manually kind of keep track of everything, and I can't even imagine playing Terraforming Mars with a physical version. Uh, that just kind of gives me night terrors. All the oh, yeah. all the different moving pieces and all the different equations giving bonuses to other things. And having to reach across the table, nudging something, and all of the uh, things <laughs> scattering across the table, the and then screaming, oh, doing your your best Luke impression. As no. <laughs> you, uh... <laughs> I, it, it's almost like playing uh, the first edition of Eclipse without any of the di- uh, the cube trays. Can you actually do oh, that? Yeah, it's like four hours later. Yeah. And one nudges the table. <laughs> oh. What a day wasted. Yeah, it's oh. terrible. Um, other apps I've had... I did have an app on my phone for Battlestar, believe it or not, and I'm allowed to talk about the game because it's relevant. <laughs> yeah, well, don't was, worry, we'll just make you add money to Swear Jar later. Yeah, it was a little companion app just to make some of the admin a bit easier. Like um, yeah. like if you, you could put how many players you've got, and uh, if there's any of the special characters that need more Cylon cards, and then it would tell you exactly how to construct the Cylon deck. You didn't need to look it up. Okay, that's cool. Uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty useful. And there was also like a, a ranking order. Like if uh, Adama had died, it would tell yeah, you the next you person put in, in line. Who your players were, and it would automatically yeah. tell you the Admiral, the CAG, and yeah, and just okay. a nice little app. I mean, I had this. Uh, I had that was a couple of phones ago. That was. <laughs> I was about to ask: Is it no longer available because the, the license has gone? And all probably, that? probably yeah, there might be unofficial versions out there, but maybe. Um, I say a lot of these things is the the app will still exist. It's normally it's just the it, is the app kept up to date enough that mm. as you the operating systems then exceed it and the app is no longer supported. That and you too. Get yeah, glitches. Yeah, 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 that's right. So I think there's only one other thing that I would love to say on this, which pro- interesting little discussion point of the. I know a lot of people, myself included, board games is when you sat at a desk all day because how many modern jobs are just sat in front of a computer? You do board games because you want to get away from screens. Mm-hmm. And do you? Mm-hmm. Where do you feel that apps should shouldn't be in games because it's because the games are there to be a release away from screen time. Yeah, I mean, at what point are you just kind of going back into video games? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, no, I see your point. I mean, that's kind of why, I mean, I've always been into video games and stuff like that, but I worked in IT. I stared at a computer screen all day, and um, one of the reasons that I got into board game is because I wanted kind of a hobby that wasn't staring at a screen, just like you said, George. Um, so are we going to end up veering too far back the other way? Though, ironically, uh, since um, coronavirus and the lockdowns, most of my board gaming is online these days. 
with a tabletop simulator. So maybe maybe we've already crossed that bridge. <laughs> no, I think George brings up a very good point, actually. And um, a, a few of the toy channels I follow also bring up the idea of maybe kids being spending too much time too more too much time in front of phone screens, and mm-hmm. it makes for an interesting um, through line. Uh, it, it makes for I think it, it just kind of um, amplifies the idea that we are potentially relying too much on screens. Says the guy who has two monitors in front of him right now and works in IT, <laughs> and will probably mess around on his phone between sets of the gym later. Um, but yeah, I, th- I do agree with what George says, because uh, I-, I think we-, we don't want to become too reliant on phones because, you know, we are just, you know, still subjecting ourselves to screens. And as we've briefly discussed, what happens when the, um, when the, when the app goes down for whatever reason, uh, I think apps should, re- I think apps as great as random features are, I think apps work best when they're basically just there to complement the board game, not yeah. replace a key aspect. Yep, I agree with that. And I just want to say, Pete, don't you have phones? Come on, guys, don't you have phones? Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. about. (laughs) Bonus points if you got the reference there. George probably doesn't get it. That that joke is immortal and will never die. (laughs) It's Diablo immortal. (laughs) Uh, It seems everything's going on mobile phones these days, including video games. Uh, That's what that was a reference to. Sorry for everyone I didn't get that. I think only me and Pete probably laughed at that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it just caught me off guard because I was not expecting it. I've not heard that meme in ages as well. Oh, there you go. I'm bringing it back. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I think that's uh, uh, back on topic. I think that's a uh, uh, yeah, a very very important point, really. I think mm. uh, apps, as long as they don't become essential, if they just complement the games, I think I think they're a good idea, really. Um, it's actually I, interesting because um, this is massive tangent, but there was this Lego uh, theme that came out a few years ago called uh, Hidden Side. Um, I didn't really collect it, but from what I've read, basically it was like it was like ghost hunters, and you would use your app to scan Lego sets and maybe Lego figures, and that would cause a ghost to appear, and you can play with that. Um, oh. That app, um, this was like I think it was like before the dark times, pre-pandemic. Okay. But I'm pretty sure the app has gone down as of the start of this year, or within like the first week or two of it. Um, and you know, you've got these Lego sets. Not that you can't play with Lego without them, but the kind of like the theme. The thematic of the of these these sets has kind of lost a little bit of the play f- functionality, yeah. and yeah, and I think um, and that's, and I don't want to see board games fall into a similar uh, into a similar well, trap. I, I feel like um, the vast majority of games do cater for this in their design. I feel if you buy a, a, a Dead Tree game, then typically you're going to have a product that will last you forever. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like these digital ones are just kind of a niche. Well, um, you say that mm. forever. It depends on how many beers you spill over your board. But okay, well, yeah. if, if <laughs> too soon, George. I, I am on my Battlestar board game number three. The actual fleet has fallen apart several <laughs> times. <laughs> well, uh, I feel like uh, that's been a pretty good uh, discussion, guys. Uh, I can't really think of anything else to add apart from there are some interesting apps out there. Just check them out, and I, I honestly don't have a problem with them as long as they don't replace. Uh, physical games completely that's why i like board games it's a little break from the screen we can't be staring mm. at screens all the time <laughs> completely agree yeah uh and you kind of miss the social aspect i think of you know all being sat around a physical board game um if if, if you're just staring at a screen the whole time i think so um yeah i don't want to sound like too much of an old fuddy-duddy kids and their phones God. back in my day we walked 20 <laughs> miles to see our friends and play board games with them exactly. and we rolled 1d6 and we liked it we we didn't have any phones in our day we just had two cans and a piece of string stretched exactly. from house to house <laughs> <laughs> 
Right. Well, uh, thanks, guys. I think that's uh, covered the topic there nicely. Unless you've got anything else to add? No, I was just going to no. say, if, you, if you have anything else to, to add who wants to let us know your thoughts on apps, do go on our Discord and co- comment and let us know, know what you think. Uh, and, of course, if you want to catch up with anything else, Diary of a Lincoln Geek, do go to our website, www.doalg.co.uk or diaryoflincolngeek.com if you like long, let's type long things. And until next time, get your geek on. Thank you, George. And I didn't even prompt you for the plugs that time. It was so I, eager I, to get the prompt with the plugs off. You are just raring to go. <laughs> well, thank you much, very much for uh, your um, conversation there, guys. Uh, dude, it's always fun talking to you. Uh, thank you for everyone listening at uh, home, wherever you are, walking the dog, doing the dishes, whatever you're doing. Uh, thanks for listening to our show about board games. Uh, and for now, everyone, keep gaming. Bye. Yeah. Speak soon. Bye. Bye. Oh, 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 oh